Ever wonder, what exactly does the infrastructure of a nation do to its marginalized communities? Well, if you're not too sure or want to understand what some of the effects are, then today's podcast will be an interesting listen. My name is Natalie Maya, and today we'll be discussing a few issues related to nutrition in cases where there is both an excess and a shortage of food. Some of these cases include food deserts and food insecurity. We'll be delving into why these issues occur, along with the ways that these issues can be dealt with for the better the communities facing them. This is Health for the Marginalized Communities of America, and today we'll be discussing food deserts and food insecurity. First, let's start by talking about food deserts. Approximately 23.5 million individuals face the reality of living within a food desert, and this is in America alone. They are one of the causes of the obesity epidemic and the rise in diabetes that have made their marks in the U.S., especially in recent years. So, what exactly is a food desert? The general concept of a food desert is an area marked with the lack of healthy options at affordable cost due to limited availability of food stores. Food deserts are a common sight in low-income neighborhoods, showing the public's disregard for the well-being of such communities. While there may be some options for food, such as corner stores, these stores do not provide the variety and fresh and affordable food that's necessary for health. When purchasing food from corner stores to make up for the lack of grocery store options, there tends to be a dramatic increase in price on all the items. For residents, the reality of facing an upcharge of up to 37% comes as an issue when searching for beneficial food options, especially when factoring in the lower socioeconomic classes that suffer even more from such a system. In cases where diabetes is prevalent in the lives of individuals within a community, this is especially detrimental as it lowers the chances of finding viable options that will help maintain one's health. Over half of Americans living in food deserts have little power over maintaining health, with 55% of Americans facing issues with diabetes and chronic disease due to the food deserts they live in. With fewer to no options, the health of communities is in jeopardy as they try and combat the odds that have been put against them due to flawed infrastructure. This flawed infrastructure is rooted in the primary intention of some of the most influential participants to our economy, and thus, our nation, corporations. It is unfortunate when the corporations that provide the food needed for communities see the individuals of a community as numbers rather than actual people. In certain areas where food deserts pose major issues, the lack of concern given results in even more detrimental effects on the members of these communities. These businesses believe that there is not enough of a market for the investment of a grocery store to be worth it in these areas, especially when they claim there is not enough space for the development of grocery stores. I find this very counterintuitive considering the degree of, gent of gentrification taking place in many underserved and marginalized communities. Personally, this speaks to the intention and benefits that a company receives and how this affects the communities they inevitably interact with. The goal of a business is to make a profit while still incorporating the stakeholders' considerations. Therefore, it seems as though the businesses that hold back from making investments in communities that lack the proper structure for access to healthy foods are ignoring the importance of the stakeholders. This may lead to situations where individuals do not feel certain in their ability to obtain adequate amounts of healthy food, which ties into our next topic of food insecurity. Food insecurity is an issue that we see across the world. It is important to highlight the factors that lead to food insecurity as this tells us a lot about where the problem stems from. Food deserts are one contributor to food insecurity as seen in our society. Food insecurity can be defined as a lack of consistent access to enough food for an active and healthy life. 
Food deserts have universal implications, leaving several individuals to unfortunately deal with the complications of not having enough food on a regular basis to adequately get them through life. In America, 40 million people across all age groups face the reality of food insecurity. Again, we see a trend in declining nutrition with lower income individuals as they receive fewer options to afford what a healthy lifestyle consists of. Housing may subject an individual to certain food choices, limiting their capacity to live the healthiest lifestyle that they could. It's interesting to understand the many factors that may determine one's risk for food insecurity. With food deserts, one is subject to the implications of not having affordable, healthy options in the area until they move. In a way, food deserts are long-term until a change occurs by the redevelopment of a community or by going elsewhere. Yet, on the other hand, food insecurity can be extremely temporary or very long-term. It can be due to many reasons aside from location. Food insecurity occurs when food intake is disrupted because of limited or non-existent resources. This absence of resources may stem from societal elements related to race, ethnicity, and class, which reach back to the socioeconomic difficulties that hinder the ability to position oneself for the reception of such resources. Black and Hispanic neighborhoods feel these effects more greatly in proportion to their white and non-Hispanic counterparts. These disruptions in eating can have negative effects on health due to increased rates of obesity and chronic diseases. Before we get into the ways that the public can face these issues at their core, let's look into one aspect of the food industry that has the potential to truly increase the quality of nutrition that we receive on an agricultural basis, hydroponics. Hydroponics is a way of using water filled with nutrient-rich solution, whether this be by minerals or even fish waste, to grow plants. Hydroponic plants need 90% less water than traditional soil farming and are four times more efficient with space with no herbicides or pesticides involved. It's convenient because there's not a need for soil and, the, and little space is required. Hydroponic plants can be extremely affordable to produce, meaning more access to healthier options in communities that are forced to live with the effects of housing. If communities are given the resources needed to sustain the existence of hydroponics, many benefits could be reaped. Of course, if obtaining the resources is not possible for a community, Gardening is another alternative that can be implemented to give communities access to better options of foods. There's a consideration of time that must be made when assessing the value that something like hydroponics or gardening could give to a community. Gardening is not impossible, but educating and making sure individuals are able to give time to such an effort is very important. In communities where financial stability is a major concern, Individuals may already be preoccupied with the many tasks that they must keep up with in order to be stable for themselves and even for their families. In the last part of this podcast, we'll talk about how nutrition education can have a major effect on tackling some of these issues, especially the repercussions of food insecurity and food deserts that we mentioned earlier, such as diabetes and obesity. With all this information on food insecurity and food deserts, things can seem hard to fix. However, in order to be at least one step closer to making communities healthier, nutrition education can do a lot. A program titled SNAP, the Supplement Nutrition Assistance Program, provides qualified individuals with monthly benefits of a debit card 
and can be used for grocery stores. There's another component of the program called SNAP-Ed, which shares nutrition education. What's so great about this program is that it provides the resources needed to purchase foods and encourages the purchasing of healthy foods. This is great because of some of the issues that we see in food insecurity. And some of these issues are able to be alleviated via programs like this as they compensate for the lack of certain resources that cause food insecurity. This could also be somewhat helpful with food deserts, yet the same issue of cost and location play a role in the repercussions of food deserts. The SNAP Education Evaluation Study found that the more nutrition education programs that lower income children and seniors participated in, the higher the rate of fruit and vegetable consumption. By having access to more finances, the educational benefits of SNAP are made even more resourceful to those in need. And of course, this is the SNAP Ed program. This is great for the younger group, especially because they are able to take healthy eating patterns into their adult lives through simple habits that were enforced at younger ages, creating healthier communities overall. Communities facing food deserts or food insecurity may take advantage of programs that provide resources, whether they be financially or educationally. The SNAP program is one example of a useful resource that provides purchasing ability to individuals without the financial means to sustain a healthy lifestyle. Nutrition education programs such as SNAP-Ed are also great ways of getting the opportunity to understand the importance and impacts of eating on one's lifestyle. It is much more helpful to understand why rather than to simply be told to eat healthy. Educational programs that provide the why for nutrition and eating patterns can be the one can be one of the first steps towards both understanding and living a healthy life. Today we talked about food deserts, food insecurity, hydroponics, gardening, and how nutrition education can give way for awareness on these topics. Some ways that you can engage to make positive changes in communities include volunteering, forming petitions, signing petitions, and continue learning about these issues and how they affect communities. My name was Natalie Maya. Thanks for listening to Food Deserts and Food Insecurity. Tune in next time to keep making wonderful decisions when it comes to nutrition health.